Welcome to the Access VFX podcast, pursuing inclusion, diversity, awareness, and opportunity in VFX, animation, and games industries. Hi, I'm Simon Devereaux, founder and director of Access VFX, bringing the visual effects, animation, and games industry together, working towards a shared goal to make our industry more diverse and inclusive by taking action rather than just talking about it. Welcome to another special <laughs> episode of the Access VFX podcast, another Celebrity Squares episode. And it's episode 31, the third part of what is essentially becoming a new video series addressing what is becoming our kind of new normal in uh, the current, um, current climate. Um, so far, we've addressed uh, careers advice and standing out or staying in. And we've also kind of pushed our Access VFX e-mentoring platform. This episode, we've aptly titled Staying Well While Staying In. And we're hoping to address kind of our own mental health and resilience on this uh, mental health kind of special, really, uh, on this particular episode. So as we all know on this call and anybody listening, either on our, uh, on our podcast platforms or on YouTube, um, working from home has become the new normal. And we want to have a conversation about what it really means for our wellness and our workload. So we're going to talk both around kind of, kind of mental health and how we can kind of overcome some of the challenges there. But also, actually, how we manage our day to day, because working from home for most people used to be a bit of a break from the norm. And now it's everything, right? Like going to work will be a weird kind of break from the norm soon. So we've assembled another wonderful team. We've got a, our biggest turnout yet on these uh, Celebrity Squares episodes, and everybody will introduce themselves shortly. Um, but I also wanted to extend a special warm welcome to uh, our special guest, George, uh, co-founder of Sanctus. Are you officially co-founder, George? I'm yeah, that's right. George. Yeah. For you. So we're going to come <laughs> to you in a minute, George. But I thought we'll start with um, awkward introductions, as we always do. So I'm going to throw it out to the team to introduce themselves on the, on the pod. Great. Hi, I'm Sarah Tanner. I'm the HR Director here at Jellyfish Pictures. Thank you, Sarah. Uh, I'm Tom Box, co-founder of Blue Zoo Animation. Brilliant. And I'm Grace Hadzic. I'm Marketing Coordinator at Blue Zoo Animation. Brilliant. Thank you, Grace. You all clearly forgot the order, but that's fine. So we're going to move back to Sarah. Hi, uh, I'm Sarah. I'm the uh, HR Administrator here at Framestore. Thank you, Sarah. Hi, I'm Chloe. I'm the recruiter at Foundry. <laughs> Brilliant. Hi, sorry, I totally forgot the, <laughs> the order. Now. I can't sign out now. <laughs> I'm Jez. I'm a department manager at Junig, looking after Thanks. our developers. Thank you, Jez. Hi, I'm Jenny, and I look after PR and communications at Milk Visual Effects. Brilliant. Yeah, so I just realised we completely missed your, your, your spot on the order, Jenny, so thank you for chipping in there. Hello, I'm Emma. I'm a producer at Moonwrecker VFX. Fantastic. Thank you, Emma. Pete? Hi, I'm Paul Wilkes, uh, Head of Talent Acquisition at Mill and NPC. Brilliant. And then last but not least? Uh, Pete, I'm Managing Director at Bait Studio in Cardiff. And even more last but not, <laughs> not least, that couldn't have gone any worse, could it? We've got Andy. <laughs> Can't miss Andy. Hello, thank you. I'm uh, Andy Brassington. I'm uh, Head of Talent Development at Escape Studios. Excellent. And finally, we have... <laughs> I, I'm very last, but not least, George. Last, even last. Yeah, then. I'm George. I'm one of the co-founders of Sanctus. Amazing. Thank you, George. So, as I said, George is uh, joining as our kind of only non-kind of VFX games or animation person, but George runs Sanctus, which is a... Uh, I'm, I'm going to let George explain it, but is a, a mental health movement in many ways. But George, do you want to explain a bit about what Sanctus are all about and, and why you set it up in the first place? Yeah, sure. And uh, also, nice to meet you all. Thanks so much for having me as well. Um, 
You're welcome. Yeah, so Sanctus, we are essentially on a mission to, we're trying to change the perception of mental health. Uh, our big sort of vision is to one day put the first mental health gym on the high street. That's kind of what we've been working towards for the last three or four years. Um, sort of the day that work on your mental health is as normal and as accessible as working on your physical health. Um, so I started, yeah, Sanctus was for, sort of started by me and my best mate, James, my co-founder. We ran a tech company before this. And long story short, sort of experienced, yeah, our own mental health in, in different ways. And that kind of led to us talking about our experience and our own mental health. And yeah, really, as you said, Simon, started as a movement of us trying to talk about it and, and normalize it for ourselves. And we, we all also wanted a space uh, to work on our mental health and talk about it in a normal way. So mm. how that sort of has evolved over the last three or four years is we've ended up taking Sanctus to the workplace or the gym to the workplace and how that has looked is we have a team of highly qualified practitioners so Sanctus coaches that go into businesses to create a safe impartial confidential space at work where employees can book in for a Sanctus session with a Sanctus coach to talk uh, it's just a space it's a sanctuary it's a space for, for you as an individual to yeah to talk and, and, and work on your mental health and so we've been doing that for the last three or four years. And I think last month, a thousand um, people booked in for a Sanctus session. So last year, thousands of people booked in for Sanctus sessions at work. Wow. Um, across lots of different types of companies as well, from a thousand, four thousand person businesses at the, at the BBC through to small 20 person agencies, creative agencies, where everyone in the company sort of has access to Sanctus and works on it every month. So hmm. yeah, it's been a really... Um, yeah sort of organic journey i'd say but then the last two weeks has really been um yeah very challenging for us but also um i feel like at this time having a spec me for me personally and also just i'd love to hear other people's experiences over the last few weeks because i think for me having a space to talk and work on things right now is has felt more important than ever so i'm hoping we can um support as many people as possible right now um Brilliant. No, thank you, George. That's great. And uh, with, with that in mind, actually, uh, to talk about people's experiences, I want to throw this out to uh, the rest of uh, the, our guests on this, uh, on this episode is, you know, now that we've, we've all kind of been working at home now at varying degrees, right, for a while. Some of us, it's been about a couple of weeks. Some of us, it's been almost a month. And I wanted to kind of get a sense of what, what are the unexpected new challenges? And or I've, called, I've flippantly called them new things. What new things have come up that you didn't see coming? having worked from home kind of exclusively. And then remember, this is working from home in a, a different sense now, isn't it? Because you can't just kind of clock off and go for a walk or go for a drink or go for a meal or do something. You know, you're, you're, you're in the office, you know, <laughs> permanently. Um, so I kind of wanted to get an idea of what new stuff has come up. Does anybody want to start that conversation, Tom? Um, I was going to say, because I've... Pre previous to this I've worked from home kind of one day a week and that balance has been a really nice way of kind of getting that uh, that balance um, but one of the ways kind of like dealt previously with getting that right is by going out to the shops or going to the coffee shop and you can't do that anymore so you're yeah. completely isolated I think that's the biggest change from just calling it work from home to the situation we're in now yeah. which is completely you know different from what working from home was previously. Yeah, it's a funny one, isn't it? Emma, what was your point you had to make? Um, yeah, I'm a single mum. I've suffered with depression and anxiety for about six years. And actually going to work was the place that made me come out of myself and not hide. 
So all of a sudden, I'm learning to be a producer at, from home with, with technology um, things going on, but also homeschool my two children and trying not to go deep, buried inside myself, uh, yeah. let the depression kick in. So it's been, um, it's been an incredible week, which I'm lucky to have an, a wonderful team around me that work where individually we're checking in with each other every morning. And after lunch, um, we're trying to, every couple of days, have group sessions where we're just interacting and laughing and being silly. Um, we are going easy on each other. So if I can't cope, if I'm not able to do a task, I'm asking for help, which actually is really difficult for someone with anxiety to be able to ask for help. Um, so in, I thought it'd make me go in myself, but it's making me come out more because I'm having to put my hand up and say I'm struggling will someone help me please and that's quite a challenge actually wow okay so it's almost kind of a, a reverse of what you would expect from yeah, yeah. Of isolation, I, thought, right? I thought I'd go to bed and never get out of it but actually I can't do that because I've got two little people who need to learn yeah. how to read write cook do science it's all a bit crazy cool thank you Emma and um, Paul you were going to add to this conversation yeah, I mean, I think, you know, uh, as Tom said, you know, the, the ability to go outside is, is one of the things. And, and then obviously Emma's just mentioned as well is having children at home, um, you know, for a longer period in the day. Um, you know, I've worked from home the majority of my time for quite a long time now, nearly, well, over five years, actually. Mm. So it's been very strange for me kind of um, getting into this environment where now everyone else is doing the same thing. So yeah. It's, uh, but yeah, obviously having the kids at home is probably the biggest difference, um, you know, and, 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 and actually taking time out of my day to help my wife do a bit of, uh, bit of homeschooling as well. Sarah, are you going to add to this? And then Sarah and then Pete. Yeah, I think, um, I think I'm trying to look at it from, um, in sort of a couple of different lenses, really, I think, because in my role as HR director, I, I'm trying to balance responsibilities of the business and what we need to do to make sure that we are, sustainable and how we're working that if we've got um you know some of our if some of the projects are put on hold we haven't got the income coming in so we're trying to balance what's right for and supporting um people every day in a really really stressful um immense period of change versus versus the business but i think what's been important hearing from you emma just about your personal challenges there is trying to trying to look at it in a kind and reasonable way as an employer so Yes, you've got to look at it responsibly because ultimately, if we're not responsible as a company, then we have to, then that impacts everyone and their jobs. But from a personal point of view, I'm just looking at it. Let's be kind. Let's give people time. Let's be realistic. People are homeschooling. People are finding this an incredibly anxious time. What, what are you going to be good at? You know, you've got to be a good parent. You've got to be a teacher, but you're not a teacher. You're a producer. You're trying to do your job and, and live your life. And um, so we're trying to look at it on a balanced way and give people time and allow people to say, right, I'm logging off for two hours. I've got to go and spend some time with my kids, uh, kids and, and help them and just be with them and help manage their anxiety and their stress to try and give them as much of a stable base as possible. So just trying to look at it, the challenges are looking at it from my perspective, from a, from a company view and remaining as kind, considerate and thoughtful as we possibly can for, for our staff as well. It's truly flexible working, isn't it? It's kind of like taking a step back on, all parties have to take a step back even more so it's almost like two steps back isn't it about you know you don't know what people are going through at the moment because the mental health side of things are just going to get get ramped up and ramped up as we go through this in this this state of affairs this this current climate right i mean it's it's kind of 
yeah, and, and not knowing what how what what, what say people are going to be in another week. I mean, sorry, you had your uh, hand up. Is there anything you wanted to add to that? Yeah, I think uh, just a point from me from being the most junior uh, member of my team. Um, just uh, I noticed how. Uh, not being able to just turn around and say, hey, like, can, can I get a hand this? Or how do you do this? Um, I'm the, like, I was the last one to join and the youngest in my team. So just having, not having that physical support and being able to um, see them uh, around, around me. I, did, I didn't think I would miss mm. them that much. Um, and then, of course, like, the thing the other pressure of being in HR and having to yeah. uh, su- support, try to support people. But I, I really found myself just sharing and especially with new starters saying, yes, like I feel you because I'm, I'm going through the same thing as you because if there's one thing in this situation that is different than usual is that we're all going through the same thing. Uh, yeah. We've added difficulties that may be personal, but we're all mm. going through the the same shared experience. Thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Pete, you had your uh, hand up. So yeah, as a managing director and also a producer, I guess it's you're so used to planning ahead and knowing what's coming a week, you know, a month ahead. And now I think the shift for me has been taking every day as a completely different thing. So <laughs> yeah, this is. This is week three for me, and I guess the first two days I was at home on my own, and the biggest shift there was, like you said at the start, working from home days for me are the one day where I'm not in touch with clients, I'm not in touch with my team, because I'm usually using that day to catch up on the stuff I can't do, I'm busy. Um, And it took me a couple of days to go, actually, no, I have to be very available. I have to be more available probably than ever, despite the fact I'm, I'm sat, you know, upstairs in my house. Um, and then like two days later, then my daughter was off school from the Thursday of the first week. So there's yeah. two days of that. Then my wife was at home from the following week. So I think it's every day has been different for me. Then you multiply that by the amount of people in my team. And it's every day is different for everybody, including the yeah. actual situation that we're all living through. So it's, if anything, the positive I'm taking from it already is it's, it's already making me roll with the punches a bit more and just kind yeah. of what happens happens. And I'm going to just, you know, be there for people and for myself. Whereas usually in this kind of role in a business, you're so kind of tied to things in, like, things in your diary. Like I put, I wanted to catch up with everybody individually on Friday. So I put times in the diary, but then I thought this morning, why have I done that? We're all sat in the house. I can <laughs> people as and when. I don't have to be quite so, yeah. you know, have so much military precision. So I'm hopeful one thing that might come from this is I'll just, um, I might uh, ease up a little bit on myself and the team by just being a little bit more flexible. So um, that'll be a good thing. If anybody's listening from Bay, they'll be glad to hear that, right? I'm sure you rule with an iron fist, Pete. Thank you. Uh, Jez, you had your hand up. Yeah, just um, living back to what Sarah and Pete just said, actually, it is about being flexible because I think as a people manager or a department manager, you're so used to people coming to you and having the answers or knowing um, where to point people. And then suddenly these are all new problems that we've never come across and no one knows what to do. And actually that's okay because we're all working it out and it's just being flexible to say, yep, I'm going to speak to somebody else about that and let's talk it through or sorry, I don't know the answers and and that's still okay. So again, being flexible and just being... Yeah. yeah, and easy on everybody else. I think that's fair. That's to Sarah's point as well, isn't it? I guess in many ways. Andy, you had your logo up. Yeah, hi. I was just going to say, you know, the same kind of, 
I think this is the third week now that I've worked from home. Uh, last week was particularly stressful, and the week before was, you know, but I guess it's about the, just, I've spent a lot of time trying to work out the lines of communication with my team mm. and the people that, and what, it's quite interesting, you realize that there's certain people that you speak to quite a bit, but you don't really need to. And there's other people that you don't speak to that much that you do really need to talk yeah. to. And I'm also really trying to um, put gap, lots of better gaps in between meetings or um, activities because I won't get, because I need to actually, you know, do some work as well. Yeah. Um, but, and the, the, the point being with the mental health, at the end of last week, my head felt like it was going to explode, you know, mm. just so intense. And I was forgetting things. Mm. Literally, someone, I would, I would be writing an email, mean to kind of follow up, but let's say put a calendar invite in for someone. And literally within five oh. seconds, I'd yeah. forgotten and something else was coming at me. It's really, really, really intense. And so I think I'm just trying to manage that now. Um, and you know, obviously, we you know we teach younger people as well, and we I want that I want to try to get that message across to them as well. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah, that's a good just point. just take less. I think this is the classic situation where less is more, mm. in a sense. Just take it easy, take it slowly. Yeah, and I always find like with um, with work from home is uh, there's been studies that have been done around people overcompensate when they're at home naturally as well because you're at home and historically working from home was always seen as a bit of a kind of you know DOS day, a skive day, you know, or, or perceived in that way. I mean, when as an L and D practitioner, I would spend my day um, writing content and you'd be super busy, but then you would probably jump on the emails and you'd probably work longer than you need to just to kind of overcompensate in, in that respect. Um, Jenny, you had a point to make. Yeah, I was just going to echo what some of the guys have already said about us all being in this together. And this is a unique situation, but I think because everyone's in it together, that is quite comforting. And it mm. back with what Emma was saying before about reach, actually surprising herself by being able to reach out because we are all yeah. in it together rather than feeling like you're the only person. Um, so I think keeping those lines of communication open yeah. With studios with all the networks that everyone's got is just really important, especially with some of the more junior and younger people in the teams, you know, making sure that they're okay, especially if they're on their own or maybe they're living with friends, but they're kind of stuck with very limited accommodation. Mm. Maybe they don't have a garden, you know, they're not with their families, that kind of thing. Yeah. Thank you, Jenny. Uh, Sarah, you had a point. Um, yeah, I think it was just about um, the, the points we were making earlier about the, being able to switch off and the challenge of obviously being at home is you um, you start and you finish normally on a normal day of working from yeah. home and you can, can, you've can you got some order and structure in your life. But um, what I'm really conscious about trying to get the message out and try and share that with the teams is that if I'm working at night at eight or nine o'clock at night, um, I'm not expecting people to respond to me at that point of time. Um, yeah. It's because maybe I've taken an hour and a half off at bedtime and tea time to do that yeah. and spend that time with my child. So I'm yeah. not expecting, you know, everyone to do that and, yeah. and be responding at that time of day. So again, that's the kind of the, like the lines of communication, setting boundaries for yourself and knowing that boundaries are, and talking about that with your, your manager saying, look, yeah. I'm, I'm logging off now. I'm going for lunch for an hour, so I won't be available. Yeah. It's just being honest and, you know, um, just Giving being yourself a break, right? Everyone. Yeah. And everyone has to have that break. So Okay, so I'm going to come to Chloe, then Paul, and then I'm going to go um, to another question. Chloe. Yeah, mine was just sort of going from what you said about um, people overcompensating. I think that happens a lot, especially on the engineering side in our teams. And I think mm. 
it's for me it's having that structure in the day so making sure like I'll put alarms in for 15 minutes before lunch to remember to take the lunch and 15 minutes before the end of the day to remember that I need to log off when mm -hmm. I've had the stuff done and having like um, a list of things that we want to try and get done through the day yeah you'll probably not get them all done but yeah. just having some sort of set out plan just to make you feel like you've you're on sort of a, a, a bit yeah, of a, a roll, yeah, essentially. Um, and then, yeah, in terms of sort of the onboarding, I think that's probably the, one of the bigger challenges for us is making sure that they, as we're still onboarding people and you started to come in, that they have enough support from us because you're not getting that face-to-face -face yeah. in the office support. You need to have enough sort of coffee breaks with them, making sure that they have that physical, that physical um, wellness as well. Yeah, good. I want to come back to that point, actually, Chloe, but Paul, you had a point to make. Actually, it was, it was exactly the same point. I, I've actually, for the last, I think about four years, I've had a standing meeting every day, have like a, a quarter of an hour in the morning, mid-morning, an hour lunch, and a quarter of an hour mid-afternoon in my diary. And I don't always do them, obviously. You know, you shift it around to accommodate other things. But having them in your diary every single day just makes you get up, if, if you can, get up from your desk, go and have a cup of tea or whatever and a break. Because the thing is, I think those things happen more naturally in the office. Yeah. If someone else says, do you want a cuppa? And you kind of, you know, you take mm. yourself away from work. But if you're, if you're at home doing it, you don't have those triggers. And, yeah. uh, and as Chloe said, just literally a reminder popping up um, in your diary is really important. And that's, that's the point I want to build on is that, you know, we're, at the moment we're, we're battling all these emails coming in over here. And then all these calls like this, we're staring at kind of conference calls all day, every day, right? So you've got all the kind of work stuff happening. And we're not having any of those water cooler moments where we, have a bit of chit chat and a bit of a conversation or you maybe just find out something about a project that you wouldn't have found out um, in a more formal setting. So how are you maintaining, um, I mean, even just maintain, uh, maintaining social interactions with your colleagues. We come to work not just to get the job done, but to interact with people that we've worked with for years who we count as friends. I mean, what are you doing to maintain those important relationships? Andy, Grace, oh, wow, there's a lot of you there. Let's start with Andy. We've, um, we've set up a, we're, we're starting something next week at Escape Studios where our front of house, um, the, the, you know, our, our front of house guy is going to be doing like virtual coffee catch-ups with people broadcasting every day um, with, with another member of staff actually. And it's going to be purely kind of like lighthearted, um, funny little segments and slots, almost like a little magazine program yeah, because our students generally have a break at 11 o'clock and they'll walk through reception and they'll pass by Will and he serves many functions for them. You know, sometimes it's just get, whether it, you can get, they can get a Wacom pen off mm. him, but quite often it'll be a bit of a therapy session or a bit of a chat nice. or whatever it ha happens to be. So yeah, we're going to put that into our diary, hopefully for every day going forward. So I think that That's gives nice. a little bit of, yeah. Yeah, a bit of realness. So George, you had your thing. Yeah, I was going to say, um, we've, we've put in like an 11 a.m. tea break every day. So anyone can just dial into that. And it's just oh, really, nice. it's just open door. The other day I did, I just had my Zoom. I, I just called somebody and then we worked while on Zoom. So we weren't at, it wasn't a meeting. It wasn't a call. It was just, we were both working. And we even honestly, just hearing each other work together was nice. Nice. Um, and then the other thing was, I haven't played PlayStation in a year. And uh, I played PlayStation with one of our employees uh, in the week at the end of the day. And it was just a different way of, we still talked about work and I was still checked in with him sort of as his manager, how are you getting on? 
but it's like an interactive way to do it. So nice. Um, yeah, they're three things that we've done in the last week that's worked quite well. What was your game of choice, George? It was just FIFA. It's just the only one I've got. <laughs> Brilliant. Thank you. Grace, you had a point. I've got to say, I'm really lucky. I'm in a great position because I miss my colleagues. I'm really good friends with a lot of yeah. people I work with. I miss seeing their faces every day, honestly. Mm. It's hard, um, isn't it? So it is. It is. Um, so... I feel like a way that we've stayed connected at Blue Zoo, I feel like me personally, I have to um, sort of make that, I have to make that step. I have to think to um, put in these lunch calls and uh, call each other at the weekends and have this kind of uh, new social structure that is kind of happening now. Calls are back, woo! But (laughs) (laughs) I feel like um, other ways that I've been staying kind of connected with my colleagues is we've been, um, putting um putting in place uh online board gaming evenings mm. um everybody's been uh swapping their nintendo um friendship codes we can all play animal crossing together um <laughs> i had to mention animal crossing i knew it um, we've been there somehow yeah. <laughs> well done and um it's also been really nice because we've been um we've got like a little daily doodle challenge set up in in the company um, we're we're doing several different kinds of things to get people social, to keep that culture going, and make sure that people are Lovely. feeling connected. Brilliant! I'm loving this gaming kind of angle that's going through the uh, the conversation. Yeah. Emma, did you have your uh, hand up? So um, I know yeah. a few of you did. Sarah as well. Yeah. Um, we're doing a few things. We are um, Friday night. It was somebody's birthday, so one of the guys DJed, and we all had a beer together. That was cool. We've got a quiz coming up this Friday night, which will be nice. Um, we normally have a running group at work, and every lunchtime we go out uh, on Bristol Downs. So we're keeping in touch, seeing what we're doing on Strava. That's been quite good. Uh, there's yeah. also some fitness groups in Bristol who are doing Zoom workouts. So I'm actually fitter than I've ever been. Because I'm doing <laughs> PE Joe Wicks with the kids on the morning, and then yeah, on the evening. So I'm, I'm going to be ripped at the end of this. Be <laughs> beach at the end of this. <laughs> so Joe, Joe Wicks is certainly my... We should get a knighthood after all this is blown oh, over, I think. He's absolutely smashing it. Um, Sarah. Tana. Yeah, well, yeah, thank you. Um, just to add to, I mean, there's loads of great stuff there and very similar to similar stuff to us, really. We're, we're doing another thing on a, on a Friday night. We're doing um Taskmaster thing or a Friday afternoon. We do a Taskmaster thing where um, our uh, chief exec, uh, Phil, he sets out a task for everyone and then they've got a few hours to create the task. This week it was um, the most innovative way to chuck a tea bag into a cup. So we have people sending in videos and then he does like a, um, he does a, chooses the winner off the back of that gets people engaging a bit there we're doing other competitions and stuff other stuff engaging um as well um some sporting stuff like yoga online and things that you are sort of things you were mentioning there emma um one thing i would say just even aside from all of the the, the all the great nice sort of activity bits what we're trying to do is regularly make sure um people are having communication in a regular way so they know what yeah. to expect each week um so aside from all the nice stuff just making sure to create some structure around like every tuesday there's a message that comes out from our um uh, from one of our senior directors and then on a friday there comes a message from phil um and then what we do try and do is regular q a so we try and have the same thing happening every week as a, as a very basic structure so people know what to expect they know a forum to be able to ask a question um and, it, and, it, and to everyone else's point, trying to balance, not trying to do too much and, yeah. and overload people, but just enough that people have got something that takes their fancy that's going to be um, kind of g- going to help them personally. Brilliant. Thank you, Sarah. Chloe, you're next. 
Um, yeah, pretty. we've got quite a few different things that are trying to keep the company as a whole engaged because a lot of our teams are very good at creating the, the coffee mornings and making sure that they're checking in in the evenings and stuff. So I organized a working from home sort of challenge accepted group where yeah. every morning we'll put in a challenge for the day, whether it's doodle of the day or favorite holiday photo, where it starts to get everyone in the company engaging, talking to each other, giving like memories and stuff. And it's just a bit of a, a positivity boost for everyone. Yeah. And also just connecting everyone. And it's actually been really nice to get to know everyone a little bit more than I would have normally been in the office as well. Mm. It's been a, a massive sort weird of- weird irony. <laughs> yeah, I know. And um, yeah, and same with the running club as well. Uh, we, we have everyone on Strava. We've got everyone every morning they'll put up a picture of what they've been running past just to give a little mm. bit of, I don't know, just excitement in the day to be like, oh, that's such a nice view. <laughs> yeah, brilliant. Thank you. Uh, Jenny, you had a point. Yeah, it's great to have all the structured stuff um, and we've got some similar things going on. We did a, a virtual beer and pizza evening on Friday because that's what we would have normally been doing. Mm. And actually, we some people did have beer and pizza. Most of us just had snacks, but it was just nice for everyone to see each other. Yeah, so something nice about that, isn't there? Yeah, there were nearly a hundred people, but and no, no one could get a word in edgeways. But um, it was just nice for Will to talk to everybody. And then people just started sort of breaking off into their chat groups and it, it kind of worked. Yeah, people do so warm I, up with these things, don't they? I think so. And aside from the structure, we've been encouraging teams to have a virtual lunch break together on Zoom. Um, nice. So just to have something less structured as well. Really is important to have the balance, isn't it? To Sarah's point yeah. as well, it's about you know all the fun stuff and the gaming stuff and the kind of pizza and beers, but also the the the, the comms and the the information from the company feeling connected to your your studio or your place of work. Um, Sarah, you had a point to raise. I was coming to you. Um, yeah, um, I mean, besides the I think structure thing that we're all doing, um, like we have the yoga online uh, and like within my team the tea break and the uh, we had drinks on friday together but i think i found myself uh, reaching out to basically any kind of communication like sometimes a question just writing it down is not enough so i would just say hey i'm sending a voice message on whatsapp so i i take whatsapp and i send a message that and sometimes I'm just like, okay, no, I need to actually like explain this to you. So let's have a quick um, video call. So just, yeah. I found like also my team, everyone was very open to have this kind of um, flexible communication and just jump in to different sides. Um, mm. the video call, the call, the normal call, the voice, the voice message. Yeah, mix it up a bit, yeah. That's, um, yeah, because um, I don't think there's like one app that is like the best and most inclusive and yeah. etc. So just being able to just connect to everyone through it, to, um, I found myself be more flexible, but it was actually very nice. Yeah. Good, thank you, thank you, Sarah. Uh, Emma, you had a point to make. Yeah, um, just that it's incredible with how much we all care and how social everyone's being but i don't know about you my phone is buzzing all day with mm -hmm. whatsapp groups my slack channel is going mental my email is going mental and the news is on in the background and that i find overwhelming at points because it's yeah. too much information coming from all directions and i can't cope with all of it yeah. so I look after myself i've muted all the notifications on everything 
So actually, yeah. I make the choice of when I'm going to engage. It's a really good advice. I stopped reading the newspaper, apart from the BBC, six o'clock, the main news from the government, and I've ignored everything else because there was so much fake news and conflicting news. Oh, that, insane, isn't it? But I'm look, looking at the World Health Organization, the NHS, and the government, and that is it. And I make the choice when I'm going to do that and mute everything else if you are getting overwhelmed because constant information 24-7 just makes you feel anxious and depressed. Yeah. Particularly when you're in the same place all the time as well. So everything's coming into this like eye of the storm constantly, right? Into your safe place, into yeah. your home environment. and you Your home, go out, yeah. You can't go out and you can't get away from it. So you make the choice of when you want that information. And it doesn't have to be all the time. And if you choose you want a night where you don't want to speak to anyone, that is okay. Cool. Good. Great advice. Thank you, Emma. Come to Tom now. Tom, you had a point. Um, yeah, I was just going to uh, kind of add to that by saying i think a lot of uh the, one of the main things that can be done is uh add structure and not just in terms of when you can like come to come to work in terms of you know go for a walk around the, the block before you start for your bit of exercise or whatever yeah. but in sense of uh by turning those all those chat messages off and not being at every single person's kind of beck and call an instant yeah. thing because then you just never get anything done so i think it's being structured in the sense of okay i'm going to go and check on those chat messages every every 10 or 20 minutes mm. so you can actually block some time out and think of structuring your day in in that way as well in terms of how you can communicate more efficiently rather than being constantly interrupted then spending 10 minutes getting up to speed again and again but then getting interrupted again and again which means by yeah. the end of the day you've actually got nothing done so i think it's structure can be looked at in a few different ways like that yeah we talk a lot about in a lot of training sessions around even just basic time management like all of these whatsapp messages or even if you're in the office on a in, under normal circumstances getting tapped on the shoulder somebody dragging yeah. you away the phone ringing i mean we're multiplying that by hundreds right now i mean it's constant like uh, emma said it's slack it's whatsapp it's email it's phone calls and it, it's distracting and i mean it's i think it takes officially don't quote me on this but it's about, it takes 12 minutes to refocus after any interruption so imagine that i mean you're not getting any work done you might be busy but you might not necessarily be as productive as you need to be um jenny you had a point to make thank you tom yeah, I was going to say, not only have we got all of that going on and the overwhelm that Emma was talking about, but we're all going through a giant period of change all at the same time. So yeah. that's comforting. But I think we all have to recognise how much change we're all needing to adapt to. And I think that's more challenging for some than others. But we also need to really recognise that and take breaks, make sure mm. we take breaks and look after ourselves and each other. Yeah, thank you, Jenny. Grace, you had a point to make. I was just going to quickly say, somebody said something quite good to me the other day. They said the news is like alcohol at the moment. Know your limits. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. We should finish, should have finished on that. That should have been the end quote, Grace. Thank you. Um, Jez, you had a point to make. Yeah, just leaping back to what everybody was saying, it's just about being protective of your time and it's okay yeah. to be selfish. Um, yeah. So what I'm telling my team is, you know, if people are just Zooming you all day, tell them to follow the usual process of submitting a ticket because that way you're not being taken out of what you're doing and you, mm. you again, can control what you're doing. Take a bit of power back. Yeah, yeah, completely. Thank you, Jess. Andy? Yeah, I just thought the, the point that Emma made to start this little round of the conversation is really, really worth uh, reiterating, you know, and just that whole thing of information overload. Mm. And I think it's quite natural that we all did it to begin with. And in many ways, you know, there's lots of funny stuff going around as well as, you know, all the WhatsApp messages and you, you, can, you, you feel much more connected, don't you? But mm. I just think it's important for people 
particularly again i talk from the point of view of talking to our students really it's okay to be on your own you know it's okay to be silent it's okay to be on your own it's okay to just get on with your work because that's what everyone else should be and is doing really mm. you know and just and just kind of put that social bit into its place yeah thank you andy paul you had a point yeah i was just thinking about you know the way that we communicate with each other and with our teams it's kind of it's important that we take responsibility when you're asking someone to do something or asking for some information that you you know um make a considered approach to that question and take time rather than just firing out lots of messages to people just to get yourself busy and you know palming yeah. off emails to other people mm -hmm. but actually you know you use some time to write craft craft a question a little bit give people some you know light-hearted information a little bit of an uplift a bit more information than mm -hmm. you might do normally just to you know to kind of spread spread out the uh, the communication a little bit rather than just you know being being guilty of being one of those people that's firing just another message yeah. to uh, to other people that point you make is really important around taking responsibility for how we communicate as well, because um, there's no, I mean, email has always been the worst offender for like no tone of voice, no like nuances. So an email that you might feel is quite okay and easy and telling somebody to kind of, you know, connect, commit something could be quite, could be seen as an order or, or could be seen as like that person's upset with me. And then even on calls like this, sometimes like you sometimes forget that the, uh, when you're not talking, the, uh, your, your face has disappeared from the screen. Actually, that's not the case. So I might be doing this call now and going, wait a minute, you know, and Jenny doesn't seem happy and I'll probably take them. No, no, you look lovely and happy, Jenny. But I'm just saying like, <laughs> that I might go, you know, I might take all that on board. And it goes back to my point earlier about the lack of um, water cooler. Like you can have a meeting and then yeah, I might speak to somebody at the end of the meeting going, oh yeah, was that okay? Or, you know, I didn't mean to kind of say it in that way or, you know, not that I have that a lot. So I've got a lot of squares here. So Tom, you were going to add to the conversation. Yeah, I mean, I was going to say, I mean, there's there's so much advice out there and I think it's, it's worth bearing in mind everyone's different. So if one person yeah. says, oh, this works for me, don't get stressed if you try and it doesn't work. And I think we're all creative. So embrace that and experiment, try different things and see what works for you as an individual. You know, whether it's like, whether you've never, you know, tried using headspace or something like that, just mm. give it a go. And, and if, it, if it works great, if it doesn't try something else, just, just every day, try a different routine and see what works best for you. Yeah. Thank you, Tom. Thank you. Um, Can I just add, yes, please do George. For that. Yeah. I think um, a lot of what people have said around structure and routine, I think we've tried to do the same with our team. So we've got nearly 20 on the HQ and team of 40 coaches. So having the kind of stand up pulses, meetings on the Monday morning and even like the end of week celebration station where everyone comes together that's felt really important to, to do and and almost just do everything we would usually do just virtually the two things that felt on your point um Simon around not being able to gauge where somebody's at in normal meetings in person we'd always do a check-in so we'd always yeah. check in on like how you're doing sometimes it might be a one-word check-in you know sometimes it might be a little bit longer but actually keep into that routine of pretty much every meeting that we do, we start with a check-in, even though it's virtual, so somebody can really be honest about where they're at. That's felt really important to do. And the second thing that we've always had as a routine is a reflection space. So once a month, we would have a space that isn't work-related where anybody could get together in, in, our, in our office in person usually, just to kind of talk about where they're at. And again, it's just an open space that anybody can use. And we've kept that in the diary and ran it virtually and people have really valued it. We've made it a bit more regular, so we've done it every week actually, um, just so people can dial in. Um, and people have really just, I think, 
valued having a space where they can just share where they're at and be honest about where they're at. So they're the two sort of things that we've stuck to that have really been good. Thank you, George. I mean, I'd like to build on that in that, you know, talking about kind of, you know, basic human needs, you know, human contacts. And, you know, I had a conversation with a good friend of mine uh, last week around, you know, if you're not, if you don't have the benefit of having a kind of loving family around you or you're in a relationship, some people are in, you know, flats probably by themselves at the moment. So you could potentially be looking at kind of three months of not even having a cuddle or a, do you know what I mean? Or kiss or hug or, you know, the kind of basic human need of just being connected to people. I mean, it's more of a, a, a comment to throw out, but I don't know what do people think about that? What can people be mindful of in that respect, you think? Um, Chloe? One thing I would say is, um, for me, the, the fact that we're in a, a situation where we do have Zoom and we do have different ways, house party, et cetera, um, and to be able to connect with people. I think personally, I probably talked to more family and friends that I haven't in months in the last three, just being so enlightening. Like, my cousin had a baby recently and she's in Dubai and on the call with her pretty much every week. And I just think out of something that can be quite negative of what's happening right now, there is positivity where you are actually getting to be in more interactive with family that you don't get to see all the time. So you're saying, um, you know, harness those kind of, the, the more kind of conversations you're having with loved ones, you know, yeah. not like hold on to that, right? I mean, Jenny, do you have a point yeah. to make on that? Yeah, also your own community, your neighbours. In my street, we've got a WhatsApp group that we've just set yeah. up this so that when people need help, there's always going to be someone else who's well who hopefully can go out and help. We've got it ready now. And actually, we joined with the Next Street's WhatsApp group and there's a guy who plays the French horn every night at seven o'clock. So everyone opens the door and listens to him. So little things like that can be really helpful and it's a great way of connecting with your neighbours even if you don't know them already. Well, we have a chat group on my street. I might see if any of you plays the French horn. That sounds amazing. <laughs> uh, Pete, are you, are you point, Pete. I'm doing so well. I put our logo upside down and I didn't unmute, so it's brilliant. I'm <laughs> rubbish. Um, yeah, I was just going to say is also knowing your team because I think I was conscious in the first week that I was like, right, I know which people are, are parents because their kids are walking in and out of the calls. Um, and I tend to know anyway, so I'm like making sure yeah. they've got time. But you're saying about, I only realised on Friday that one of our team lives on their own, and I didn't know. Never just, yeah. something that I'd never, never realised, and I suddenly thought, actually, that's the person who maybe needs more of my time than the person who's got a house full of people, or is the person I should make myself more available for. So I think there's an element of just understanding, um, even when you're not thinking of yourself, just understanding the other people and where they might need that human contact and, and yeah. you know, getting people in touch with each other. Thanks, Pete. Andy? say something about you know I'm obviously you know quite quite old now actually and um, um, but you know and I th my needs were very different when I was a student when I was younger and the thought of being stuck in the house um, when I was like in my early 20s would have been really 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 very hard whereas now in many ways my life is not that much different I have to say you know um, it's not massively different I'm not out every night but you know, our students are young, aren't they? And I think that there's something maybe with the juniors in your place as well, that something around that of, it must be much harder. I, I'm sure it's much harder to be stuck inside when you're mm. younger. I don't know. I'm just, I, I, I kind of guessing really. Yeah. I mean, what, what do people think about that? Um, Emma? Yeah, we've got a couple of um, younger artists who are in shared houses um, where they believe that somebody in their house has symptoms of the virus. And what do they do? 
they don't want anybody to be able to go and help them or take anything because they're looking after other people's well-being but at the same time I'm really concerned about theirs so all I feel I can currently do is check in every day do you want me to keep shopping outside your house do you what can I do is there a way that I can lend you my car so you can drive to your mum's just anything to help someone feel safe and secure so we can do really is just be there for someone right i mean yeah. That's, yeah like i say any support you can offer sarah you had a point sorry sarah's now left the call so you can you can embrace sarah now <laughs> <laughs> i answered to both it's fine <laughs> um yeah i mean uh from my point of view of being in the early 20s uh I think that working is really the key. I'm I'm also still doing my master's, so I'm also studying. And that really keeps me busy, Um, probably busier than normal. So uh, I'm not, personally, I'm not suffering too much for not going outside. Um, But I'm also like, I'm the type of person that has a lot of, uh, inside the house hobbies of course I'm missing my friends but um, to be honest like on a how like what is called the, the house party and all yeah. those chats having a drink that it's it, it is it's, it's a good chain like is a good substitute yeah. but um, I, I see people around me really struggling and yeah I think as long as you make sure that you're surrounded by things that make you happy, maybe it's like silly things. Like I personally just um, removed my, myself from a situation that I'm, I realized after two weeks of being stuck there that I wasn't happy at all. Mm. And it was just adding and to the stress that was already there because I work, I have uni, I have the fact that I'm Italian and the situation in Italy has been very bad for mm. much longer. So I have that. And being in nature means that it's literally like COVID 24-7 is the only thing that people talk about and you yeah. work on it and it is no stop. So yeah. I just removed myself from the situation, went back home to my mom. And now like I spent like the weekend not talking to anyone and it was great. Mm-hmm. I had a detox um, and it, it's just you have you have to make make sure that if you if that one candle if that one perfume or video game makes yeah. you happy more than something that would make more sense you get that yeah. it, it's it's the time to be a teeny tiny bit selfish if, uh, even if I'm, I'm seeing a lot of self like people being super generous and going to go shopping for people that are more vulnerable and especially like in my home country like the the flash mobs every single night at six here people are on the balconies just singing from like popular Italian songs to the national theme to any kind of songs just to be all together. Do what makes you happy for sure. Thank you Sarah. Jenny you had a point to make. Yeah, picking up on what Sarah was saying, it's finding the, identifying those things that really bring you joy and then making sure you build that into your day or week so that it sustains you. 
And one of the things that we've sort of been talking quite a lot about is resilience, which is really what Sarah has been talking about. You decided to take yourself away yeah. and things that, that brought you joy. And I think one little tip that I've been given that's great is to just think about your life. You're in a little rowing boat going along your river. Sometimes we hit rocks. At the moment, we're all hitting rocks. But one of the things we need is to keep our water level up to a, to a good level so that we can go along in our boat. And it's about thinking about what are the things in your life that help you keep your water level up? Hmm. What Jenny, tell me more. Tell me more. Have you got well, a diagram of the chair? I do. Maybe? I have this. I don't know how, if you can see it. You well. have to talk it through because we'll be going audio on Friday as well. So okay. yeah, as descriptive so, as possible. Okay. So here we've got the water level that you need. This is unique for everybody. And the things that you know, take a bit of time to reflect on what helps you in life just keep your water level up, your resilience, you know. It could be taking breaks when you're working or from looking after kids or loved ones, making sure you get exercise and moving. But these are all different for everyone. These are mine. But, you know, everyone will have different things that sustains them and makes them feel good and really gets that bit of joy, like makes them feel better. And then also thinking, well, what are these things that maybe aren't so good, you know, like the toxic people? <laughs> uh, there's plenty <laughs> of them about we want to zone them out. Everyone's going to have something that isn't quite so good, like, you know, drinking too much or not getting enough sleep. I, for me, I've been staying up really late and watching news and looking at social media, which is probably not a great idea. So I yeah. know I need to do less of that, but we all have our, our things. And it's about really maybe if it works for you, a lot of us are visual people, keeping that visual thing in mind and drawing up your own little river. Nice. Level. Thank you for sharing that, Jenny. That's amazing. Jez, do you have a diagram as well? No, no diagram, sorry. Uh, um, well, <laughs> I'll prepare one for next time. Um, what I was going to say is obviously I look after developers who tend to be a bit more introverted and actually a lot of the tips that are out, out there are more for extroverts. So it's, again, trying to find something that's suitable for you yeah. because everything that's out there may not be right because, you know, a lot of my guys, they can actually get drained from having too much contact with, with people. And sometimes I get like that as well. So it's about finding what's right for you in that given yeah. moment. Everyone's different, right? Grace, you were going to say something. Something on small, just something small that I do um, every day if I'm feeling like I'm extra anxious, like right now, I'll write down something I'm grateful for just oh, nice. every single day. Because... Um, uh, going back to the young people thing, I'm kind of coming to terms with the fact I'm probably going to have to spend my 26th birthday indoors not seeing any friends, mm -hmm. which I'm, I'm very privileged that that's my problem, but I am a bit sad about it. Yeah. So it really that's helps okay. me when I kind of think about some of the stuff that's not so great. Um, when I write down how like, I've got a great job, I've got, you know, a house, I've got, well, a flat, I've got a flat that I can live in. I'm warm, I'm safe, I've got nice food, I could order a takeaway, all these yeah. things. That, yeah. The stuff that hires my yeah. level, yeah, my water yeah. level. Exactly, there you go, brilliant. So uh, seamlessly, back to Jenny. Yeah, I think the other thing to remember is it's great to have this menu of stuff that keeps us afloat, but it's also really good to remember that there's so many things coming at us, Zoom yoga classes, aerobics, mm. Joe Wick. There's actually also there's loads of in that can be overwhelming so it's about taking the time to really just stop and breathe and think about but what do I need and what's going to work for me rather than thinking oh that person or my mate is doing that that's great you don't have to do everything you just do what works yeah. for you 
Thank you, Jenny. Andy? I was just wondering if Charles could say um, a bit more about the introverts, um, the, the way that you, you were thinking about that. that. That applies to a lot of the people that we, mm. students and colleagues, so I wonder if, if there's anything else you could share with us about that. To be honest, it's just kind of thinking differently because I think you know a lot of the suggestions we're getting we're getting is connect with everybody, have a Hawaiian yeah. t-shirt day and everybody bring Exactly, exactly. And, and not everyone wants to do that, do yeah, they? You know? Exactly. Yeah. So I think for me it's just making sure that I'm regularly checking in with my team and just for short periods of time rather than forcing them to sit in front of a screen and talk to me for half an mm. hour. It's a five minutes, hey, how are you going? Check in and then sort of leave them to it. Um, and then just mm. making sure that their leads and suits are checking on them regularly as well, but not in a bum Bombarding, let's get everybody partying, kind of, kind of. Yeah, like, though exactly. They did have like forced, so sort of forced fun, isn't it? I'm not yeah. into that at any no. at any period of my, you know, I don't like it. But um, but I know some people do. That's cool, you know. And it's always there. Always seems to be that slight imbalance. I think of if you're a person, that's, if you're a very gregarious and kind of extroverted person, people think that you're happier more often I think whereas if you're just a bit more introverted and a bit more self-contained people often kind of say oh what's wrong with you it's like no nothing I'm fine you know I'm okay um so I guess it's making sure that those people don't slip through the through the checking in kind of um trap door if you like I don't, I don't know how to describe what I'm trying to say but I guess it's you know there's a lot we've got hundreds of different students and it's not it's trying to work out um yeah 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 you're making a lot of sense andy i think it's uh it's a a bit about what uh, emma talks about about knowing your team and knowing what people are going to respond to uh, and also not putting in measures that um exclude people who are introverted so don't like you say don't put it in hawaiian shirt day every day you can almost have a balance of things it's a bit like what i do with learning development is you know not everything's a workshop because not everybody wants to come to a a room full of people and, and, and have a conversation. Some people want to have a coach or a mentor or more one-to-one. So I think it's a, and it's a bit towards what Paul's saying about just take a step back and it's almost like crafting the email. It's crafting the initiative, crafting the, 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 the mechanic that you use. Don't just go, yeah, wouldn't it be great to do a big hangout, you know, with a hundred people on it, Tom. I was, I was just going to say, I think that's something that can come out of this is the fact that, for example, when we have kind of life drawing uh, uh, at work, a lot of people like feel too intimidated or don't like being in a big group of people to do that life drawing. So we're thinking about ways we can do that where people can work, um, do it from from home. But that will actually make it more attractive to more of the introverts that don't want to join in a big group. So actually, from that point of view, it makes a lot of those social activities more inclusive because it's not forcing everyone into a into a, an environment they're not comfortable in. So it's it, there is a benefit to it. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think it's important that we've, we've touched on that. I think there's there's definitely room for another kind of sequel to this conversation as we go through this period of time for all of us. Um, would you all be up for kind of coming back for a sequel maybe in two, three weeks' time and see where we're all at? Yeah, that'd be great. Um, yeah. So to kind of wrap it up, I know we're... Jenny, did you want to add something? You had your hand up. It was Make sure they're good parting words. It's got to be drop mic drop moment. It was just simply to say that we're going to start sharing recipes which is so basic and simple, but something nice. everyone can join in with if they want to. Brilliant. Can you share your recipes with all of us, please? <laughs> sure. <laughs> Brilliant. Thank you. Well, before I go upstairs and fire up the PlayStation, because you've inspired me to get back in back gaming, other, other consoles are available. Um, I wanted just to kind of uh, put out a final question before we kind of hit the hour mark of anybody who wants to throw out any, either any, any top tips and uh, quick top tips or 
um, resources that are available. I mean, obviously, sanctus.io, is that the website, um, George? Yeah, all I'll say is we've, we've uh, been running uh, free groups for the public, so facilitated by Sanctus Coaches, spaces where people can connect and, and, and talk. Mm-hmm. We did our first few last week, and it was, it's just a, a good space. And then we've also created a, a page that's curating all the resources that we're sharing on our website. So again, there's just two sort of sides there that we're trying to support people with. Thank you, George. Anybody else want to offer anything up, Emma? Uh, yeah, just to not go easy on yourself. You're not a teacher. You're not perfect. You are human. If the kids have been downstairs watching TV for two hours so you could get a podcast in, that is okay. If you haven't exercised every day, that is okay. Just go easy on yourself and be kind. Brilliant. Thank you, Emma. Grace? Quite similarly, and I think we touched on it throughout the conversation, but I feel like a lot of working from home advice is quite judgmental. It's very like, get dressed, do exercise. Um, And just like Emma said, you can if you want, but actually uh, pay attention to the stuff that rises your happiness waters and um, maybe even write it down like I said before, and then you can actually see it. Thank you, Grace. Jez? Something that I keep reminding my team is if you're sick, you're sick, you should take the day off. Just because you can crawl to your machine doesn't mean that you should. And actually now is the time when you really need to look after your mental and physical health and take a day off, disconnect. Excellent advice. Thank you, Jez. Paul? Yeah, just to say that there's, I think there's um, people have maybe even putting expectations on themselves, you know, like, oh, I've got all this time, I can, you know, get fitter, I can learn a new language. But obviously, you know, that's far, far from the truth. I think, as Emma said, and the others, you know, there may be times where you actually just want to sit and stare at the wall and do nothing for a while, just get your brain back. And, and you know, everyone should be comfortable just absolutely taking a total break. Thank you, Paul. And uh, can't believe I'm doing this, but I think I might be giving Andy the final word. Andy. Oh, thank you very much. Thank you. <laughs> I, um, I was just going to say that I think a message that I would like to give out to our students, particularly, and probably other, you know, junior artists and people, is that the industry is still working. You know, people, we're on calls, you guys are all working. That's amazing. That is amazing, isn't it? When you think of how many people are going through really difficult times, there are still people at work, which is amazing. And then the last thing I was going to say is, I think it's, even though this is a really obvious thing to say, like everyone else is at home as well, you know? Yeah, that's true. I forget sometimes. I think, oh God, I bet they're all talking about stuff at work. No, they're not. They're all at home separately. I have to remind myself of that all the time. It's really odd. Brilliant. And yes, I want to thank everyone on the call. I want to thank Tom. I want to thank Jenny, Sarah from Framestore, Chloe, Emma, Sarah from Jellyfish, George from Sanctus, Pete, Jez, Grace, Andy and Paul in no particular order. Thank you so much. Everybody take care of yourselves, take care of your families, take care of your loved ones and uh, look out for a sequel to this particular episode because uh, I think we're going to do one. I've, I've, I've got loads more questions I want to get through and you've all committed to it and it's all recorded so you can't get out of it. So thank you. Bye. Take care. Yes, I'm see you. Can't wait to see you guys in person. <laughs> yeah, that'd be yeah. nice, wouldn't it? Really. Bye guys. Thanks for listening. Cheers. Thank you. Bye. There we go. End of another Access VFX podcast. We really hope you enjoyed it. To find out more about what we discussed, our mentoring program and events we're at, then head over to our website at www.accessvfx.org and follow us on social media. Big thank you for listening and until next time, bye.